Productions presents Laugh, Literature and Film. Broadcasting live from Flying Bull Production Studios, it's Laugh, episode 63, a wee laugh for the July 24th weekend. I am your host, Mr. Two Frames. Joining me in studios is my co-host, The L-Train. How are you, sir? Horrible. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. What, why are you horrible? Just had mouth surgery. Just had oral surgery. But, as the true professional you are, the show must go on. Right. It's I'm nice. Gonna, I'm going to force myself to, to push through. Yeah. As we do our weekend entertainment edition of Laugh, we're looking at three movies this week. There's three big releases. Yeah, we're previewing three films. Uh, first up is Paper Towns. This is based on the John Green novel, John Green being most famous for uh, A Fault in Our Stars. This is his follow-up novel starring Nat Wolf and Kara Devlagine. <laughs> Delevingne. Delevingne. Uh, this is about a young... She of the, ash- of the eyebrows. Yes, she has very bushy eyebrows. Uh, this is about a young man and his friends who embark upon a road trip of their lives to find the missing girl next door. Uh, she seems kind of crazy in this film. What's her name? They don't know? No. Yeah. Maggie, I think? This was a pick I had for Ashley B. Mm-hmm. So, have, uh, she give, has she given you any feedback as to whether or not she's going to go? I have not talked to Ashley B. for about two weeks. Oh. So You going to go? Don't think so. My wife doesn't want to see this. Well, there's no cancer involved, so... No cancer. She read the novel. She didn't really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I can't get over the plot. It just seems a little convoluted. You spend the night with a girl. Next day, she goes missing and wants you to find her. I think you let her stay lost. Because I think she'd be crazy. All right. I don't want to spoil anything. So I won't. Okay. You have insider information, though? Yeah, I think the way that you described it is not actually how it's going down. Well, that's the way the trailer makes it seem. Okay. So, maybe it's a case of bad publicity. Yeah, about the trailer, there's a scene where they sneak into someone's room and they and they whack someone's eyebrow off of their face. And that just calls attention to the fact that that woman has <laughs> giant caterpillars crawling across her face all the time. You're obsessed with her eyebrows. They're bolder. I mean, they're giant. They seem to be downplaying them a little bit in the Suicide Squad trailer. I think she's playing Enchantress. Yeah. I don't know. I I am obsessed with it. I mentioned it on the uh, summer preview, or the yeah the summer preview uh, show where I picked this for our listener Ashley B. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It it haunts me. Her eyebrows haunt me. Will you be going to see the film to get over your fear of eyebrows? I can't imagine seeing those eyebrows on a big screen. It's a shame that I've you can't watch this that. in 3D. Oh my god. Yes. No. I will not see this. Yeah. Probably but, I'll, I'll never see it. Uh, although Tony wants to see it, my fiance. And she's reading the book now, I think. Okay. It's on the Kindle. So, uh, How do you think this is going to do this weekend? Any predictions for the uh, box, box office? Box office? I don't know. This is a weird week to predict. There's three major releases. And you got the holdover Marvel release from last week. Um... We still have, you know, Minions, Inside Out, and stuff are still in the mix, so... Yeah, Jurassic World's still making, like, $10 million a week. It's a very strange uh, thing to predict. I have no idea. I really don't know much about the box office of, uh, what is it, John Green? Yeah. So... I'm going to say 15 to $20 for this. Okay. Do you think it won't... You'll think it won't be the big release, though? 
Uh, I don't think it wins the box office this weekend, but I also don't think this movie cost a whole lot to make. So if it makes fifteen twenty million, it's opening weekend. It's going to be turning a profit. Well, all right. So the major release that you think will win big is probably Pixels. Unfortunately. So you're not planning on seeing this either? No. All right. This is Chris Columbus's uh, new movie with Adam Sandler. Kevin James. It's a pretty good pair. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also got Josh Gad, which I don't know much of that guy. He was a scarecrow or a f- something in Frozen. He was the snowman. Oh, a snowman. Yeah. Olaf. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. I didn't even see that movie. Though. Yet I know. And uh, the Dink as uh, Eddie the Fire Blaster Plant. And they have to save the world from uh, video games. <laughs> video game feeds, uh, intergalactic aliens. Uh, somehow they're sending down, I don't know, uh, pixelated uh, energy forces in the form of Donkey Kong and Pac-Man and Centipede, Space Invaders. and All your classic video games, they're choosing to destroy us with our pop culture. It's a pretty s- slim thought. uh plot i think for a movie to hang on a, a two and a half or a two hour and 15 minute uh two hours and 15 oh i don't know i guess oh. i'm guessing I, I, oh. wow um you don't think this is a commentary about the times we live in and how our <laughs> pop culture is eroding the very fabric of our lives i think that you'll uh <laughs> i think you're giving it way too much credit it's a shame how far christopher columbus or chris columbus has fallen as a director <laughs> since 1492 well, that's the name of his production studios. Um, but he did Miss Doubtfire, uh, Home Alone 1 and 2. He also did the first two Harry Potter films. And lately, he's doing stuff like Pixels. Well, it's like, again, it's hard to predict where this might go. It's an Adam Sandler movie. Adam Sandler generally is box office gold, even if he has crappy movies. Well, maybe not. Maybe not box office gold. The Cobbler didn't do too well. Yeah, but... I mean, his movies make some money, but I don't think they're making a ton. And this seems like it had a fairly big Netflix budget. Netflix think thinks they're making a ton. Oh, uh, he's got his Western comedy coming uh, out. Yeah, The Ridiculous Six. This uh, this could make $50 million. It could make $10 million. I mean, this is definitely a movie that's being marketed towards kids. I just don't know how many are going to go see it. Did you know his movie Little Nicky? Mm-hmm. It made twice as much as Punch Drunk Love. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Punch Trump Love is 200 times the movie Little Nicky is. And it's probably his best movie, I think. And I also like Rain, uh, Rain on Me, which yeah. nobody else seems to like too much. And my favorite role of his is John Klasky in Spanglish. <laughs> I like that movie. That's but fun. I like Happy Gilmore and all those other Billy Madison movies. Yeah, I wish he could get back to his early comedy roots. But, you know, who knows? Maybe he recaptures it here. <sighs> I just think this is going to be a bit special effects extravaganza, and I'm not sure how funny it's going to be. All right. I mean, hopefully it's good, and it's one of those I'll catch up with when it's on HBO. Well, it's got Michelle Monaghan in it. Yeah. If you wanted to, if if you were going to die in an intergalactic attack of a pixelated form of a of a video game from the 80s, what would it be? Well, it has to be from the 80s. Well, this is what these are. <sighs> Kids in the 1980s, so they have to be those classic Atari games or. Uh, you know, my, up. my favorite one growing up was an old Ghostbusters game on our Atari. And if you missed the ghost, it's got him in the force field. He slimed you and you died. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be in there. Yeah, I don't think we'll have Ghostbusters. You're not really a child of the 80s. like Yeah, 84 is a little late. All right. Yeah, but 
Dig Dug. Dig Dug is what you would go? <laughs> yeah. No Qbert? Nope. Dig you, Dug. You wouldn't want to only be able to move in diagonals? Nope. Dig Dug. Yeah, subterranean attack. Very nice. Guy with a pumping hose. Yeah. All right, so we've had the teenage rom-com dramedy. We've had the bad Adam Sandler comedy, and now we've got the uh, Rocky remake. Yeah, I don't know really how to categorize this, except it's a white fighter. <laughs> Although this time he doesn't fight a black guy, he fights a Mexican guy or Hispanic. All right, modern uh, adaptation. <sighs> No, because there are no white fighters anymore. Hollywood seems to love them. The sporting world doesn't. Uh, it's called Southpaw. It's a movie by Antoine Fuqua, who directed Training Day. And screenwriters Kurt Sutter and Richard Wank. Kurt Sutter worked on The Shield and Sons of Anarchy. This might be his uh, first uh, screenplay. I don't know. He's got a movie coming out called The Bastard Executioner. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, last year's The Equalizer was directed by Antoine Fuqua. Yeah, Fuqua is a director who I either really like his films. You mentioned Training Day and then The Equalizer. Uh, there are other ones I didn't care for so much because they were just a little too silly and over the top. Uh, namely, Olympus Has Fallen and Shooter. Yeah, Olympus Has Fallen. Jeez, it's horrible. And I, I didn't see Shooter. I don't know how well he does drama. And I feel like this has to have a whole lot of dramatic moments. Well, Training Day was pretty good. It seems like that's what this is going to be. Has that feel or veneer. Hopefully, yeah. Tells the story. Southpaw is the riveting tale of Billy the Hope, or Billy the Great Hope. I guess they left the white out of there. Uh, he's the middleweight boxing champion of the world. And he's married to uh, Rachel McAdams, Maureen Hope. I like that Rachel McAdams. I like her a lot in the, uh, the True Detective, too. Yeah, I've liked her ever since The Notebook. As uh, Miserides. Uh, she's also rumored to be in the new Doctor Strange movie, Marvel movie that's coming out. That could work. Yeah. Um, they have a daughter, a lavish lifestyle, and then he hits rock bottom for some reason. And uh, he turns to Forrest Whitaker to become his uh, trainer. And I guess they bring him back. My guess is he wins. In the end, that's my prediction for the movie, that he returns uh, uh, and redeems himself as a boxer and as a man. This seems like the story of Rocky to me. Well, Rocky doesn't win in the end, spoiler alert. Well, in the second one he does, yeah, well, in all the subsequent ones. Looking forward to Southpaw 2 then? Uh, I haven't heard a whole lot about the boxing matches themselves and how they were filmed and, you know, did Jake Gyllenhaal spend a whole lot of time training for this? Uh, generally, I like boxing. Oh, he spent a lot of time. If you look at his, the, the, at least the way he modified his body. His physique looks very good, very much like a boxer. He has mm -hmm. that hard, hard, lean look. Uh, I don't know, you know, the quality of the cinematography, but uh, yeah, I could see us watching this one. Uh, of the three, this would be what I would go and see this weekend. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to be able to go see anything anyway. So, but if you could, would this yeah, be your this choice? would be the one. I mean, I wouldn't go see Paper Towns, and I have no desire at all to see Pixels. Uh, but I probably would see Southpaw. There's also a very uh, distinct P uh, alliterative quality to all the titles, which I just noticed. Pixels, Southpaw, Paper Towns. Yeah, this yeah. is the interesting part in the summer. Lots when, of P. When they release a lot of films that aren't the huge box office draws, and you know we're starting to trail off towards the end of summer now. Yeah. So... 
Oh well. Um. So. Oh you, well. You said <laughs> the weekend entertainment edition. <laughs> so you said you're not going to uh, theaters this weekend. Do you have any streaming picks for the listeners? Well, I just watched a movie on Amazon Prime. It's my Amazon Prime pick of the week. There's a bunch of peas in there too, but uh, it's only 35 minutes long, I think. So I guess it would qualify as a short. But it's an interesting documentary about the hot sauce sriracha. It's called sriracha. Uh, I've never really had sriracha. I've I don't think it. it. It's pretty hot. Oh, really? You should try it now with your uh, oral yeah. surgery. No, I, I'm not allowed to have it. I, I'm on the uh, soft food diet. I'm going to go to the old folks' home just, for, for dinner tonight. Just put some in your applesauce. <laughs> yeah, no. Be the best applesauce you ever had. So, uh, what do you know about sriracha? I just know it's very hot, and I mean, people just are crazed about it. This movie is nothing like, or it's, it's a, all about you know, the uh, background to it. Like, where do you think it comes from? Isn't it Asian in origin? America. Oh. No, I guess original, the, the, the name Sriracha uh, as a company has not been copyrighted. But the guy brought the sauce over from, uh, I don't know, you'll have to watch the movie. It's either Vietnam or South Korea or North Korea. Or so it is Asian. It is Asian originally. His name is David Tran. But the uh, company is in San Francisco as seems to be a hub for hot stuff and uh he started his company after he came over the his name uh was called uh chop soy or something hung foy which was the boat that he was on hmm. uh when he was a child and he named the company after it and they started producing this sriracha it's got a lot of spicy facts in this movie about the spiciest of sauces like do you know they produce a ton of it an hour they, I knew they made a lot of it, and I think ever since that they've ever <laughs> since they've started production, they've increased by twenty percent every year. I know it's gotten very popular the last two years. So somebody drank three pounds of it on YouTube. <laughs> you could check that out if you want. So sriracha. That's right. my Amazon Prime pick of the week. You get a whole lot of more interesting facts like that if you watch that. Uh, Video. 35 full minutes of them. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I like it. Well, if you're going by the Red Box and you're going to pick something up, uh, it's not quite a documentary. It's a, it's a fake documentary. Uh, what we do in the shadows, following the lives of four vampires who are flatmates. Yeah, I saw this movie. I kind of like it, but I didn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> I watched the whole thing. Normally, I don't like these fake documentaries. Um, yeah, that's right. It's not in your line. For whatever reason, though, this one worked for me. Hmm. I kind of liked it. There's a lot of really funny, subtle jokes that come really quickly, like when they meet up with the gang of werewolves and one of them curses. Mm-hmm. The head werewolf goes, hey, we're werewolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> there are just lots of little moments like that. I was just, I found myself laughing about the whole thing. Uh, Jermaine Clement mm-hmm. is stars. Yeah. They write it, too. Yeah, I think he wrote, directed, stars in it. Uh, he's from Fly of the Concords, the HBO series from a couple of years ago. He's a pretty funny, funny guy. Yeah. Um, this is all New Zealand actors. I think it was filmed over there. So yeah. it's kind of interesting, you know, flair. So you can tell people you've watched a fake documentary, a, a fake foreign documentary now. About fake things that don't exist. About vampires, yeah. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. 
All right, so we don't have a Netflix pick for this weekend. Um, so if you do go see Paper Towns, Pixel Southpaw, or if you watch Sriracha or What We Do in the Shadows, please send in your reviews by emailing the show uh, at thelaughpodcast at gmail.com, tweeting us at thelaughpodcast, or you can message us on the good old Facebook at facebook.com slash thelaughpodcast. Well done. Uh, this is Mr. Two Frames thanking you for joining me in Studios L Train and Thank saying... You. There be dragons. Pox at bonum, everybody.